Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Live, Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. This is the Rich Eisen Show. David has stunned Goliath. The 15th seeded St. Peter's Peacocks has knocked off mighty Kentucky. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Recently retired Rams tackle Andrew Whitworth. St. Peter's men's basketball coach Shaheen Holloway. Chargers cornerback J.C. Jackson. Plus your phone calls, TJ's big ass grab bag, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. So much going on in the middle of this March 2022 right now. It's not fun. It's going to be difficult to keep track of it, but that's why we've got a whole team and you here at 844-204-RICH. Number to dial NBC Sports on Peacock, NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM, Channel 85. You can also check us out uh, coast to coast on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network. If there's a station in your area smart enough to have us, Odyssey app takes care of all that as well. Social media at Rich Eisen Show on Twitter and also Instagram and also Facebook and our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show is there for you. And we say hello to our podcast listeners coast to coast and around the globe on the Cumulus Podcast Network. There is so much to talk about. Chris Brockman and DJ Mikey hey, Rich, D are on their unusual spots. Mike, you're not the only uh, Seton Hall star on today's program. I know. I'm kind of I'm she- excited. Shaheen Holloway, the head coach of St. Peter's Basketball is on. Good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson. How are you? I'm fantastic, Rich. How about yourself? I am doing well. I am doing well. Uh, and, uh, and then there were two. Then there were two. Deshaun Watson teams to choose from Ooh. and teams left intact on my bracket. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got the story of, I mean, is this the story of the, of the free agency period that included Tom Brady returning from a retirement? He never actually said he was retired. He was just leaving and stepped away and, Made it seem like he wasn't playing anymore, and now he's playing again. And our first hour guest, who's going to come out in 20 minutes in person, Andrew Whitworth and the Rams, can sit there and say, I thought we finished him off. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers is now a Packer for seeming the rest of his career. And Russell Wilson is a Denver Bronco. And you've got Carson Wentz is now a Washington Commander. Von Miller is now a Buffalo Bill. Allen Robinson's a Los Angeles Ram, for crying out loud. We're all wondering, where's Allen Robinson going to go? Why isn't he signed yet? And he winds up here as a Ram. Khalil Mack 
is a member of the Los Angeles Chargers. Randy Gregory was going back to Dallas until he didn't. Now he's a Denver Bronco. I mean, so many moves that are just mind-blowing. J.C. Jackson's our third-hour guest. He's a Los Angeles Charger. He was a New England Patriot of note for all these years, made his bones there, and now he's making his dollars here in Los Angeles. Miss him already. And we're all wondering what's going on with Deshaun Watson, and Baker Mayfield's demanded a trade now based on all of that. But who could have seen coming the fact that, yes, Aaron Rodgers, after everything that happened with drafting Jordan Love and the two years since then, coming up on the two-year anniversary next month of the draft where he's sitting at home in the pandemic, a couple of fingers deep into his <laughs> night nightly drink, and he sees the, the Packers are trading up to take his replacement. And he's like, what's up with that? And then two that? years later, he's finally signed long-term at $50 million per to the point where Jordan Love may not see another snap for their Green Bay Packers. And he's all kumbaya at the front office. And who knew while the front office had spent two years mending fences with him, they let the fence with Devontae Adams fall completely apart. That last year when Devontae Adams said, I want to be paid, I'm not playing on a franchise tech. I want to be paid long-term, and I want to be paid annually more than what DeAndre Hopkins is getting paid in Arizona. And I don't want to hear your interpretation along with the rest of many other front offices in the NFL's interpretation that the annual salary of Julio Jones is really the highest of any receiver I don't care about your new money, old money, whatever money it is in terms of the way you're looking at a contract. I'm seeing the number $27.5 million that DeAndre Hopkins is making. I don't, I don't, I, that's what I want. And Green Bay's kind of like, all right, well, we'll play it out. All right, we'll hit you with the franchise tag or slap you, as you know. That's how we say it here in the Rich Eisen Show and the rest of the NFL media that's placed the franchise tag on somebody who doesn't mind it and slapped on the ones that do. And we're just assuming Rodgers is coming back. That means they're going to run it back with Devontae Adams. And certainly the money that they're saving with Aaron Rodgers they're going to give to Devontae Adams. And apparently they were giving it to Devontae Adams, and he said, I don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) Which is odd. I don't want it. Didn't you hear last summer there was a bit of a kerfuffle, a ruffling of feathers when Derek Carr, former Fresno State quarterback, said he would love to play again with Devontae Adams, who was not only his wide receiver at Fresno State, but roommate and top-notch BFF. Would love to play with him again. And Devontae Adams laughed and said, you know what, I'm still a Green Bay Packer when it was brought to him last summer. I'm still here, but... Let's see what happens. It would be a dream to have a reunion. Well, the dream's now a reality because he was able, with the franchise tag on him, to tell the Packers, I don't want your money. I'm not playing for your money. I'm not playing under that tag. And I'm not playing under the money that you're doing to try and remove the tag from. Too late. I want to go to the Las Vegas Raiders, who apparently was interested in the trade until they weren't, and then they were. And they're paying him quarterback money 
And they're coughing up a one and a two to Green Bay in this year's draft. They're like, we'll see you late Friday night. Just like the Rams. We'll see you late Friday night in the draft. <laughs> and we've got number 17 to hook up with Derek Carr. And I'll say this, another shocker in this non-playing season is Josh McDaniels comes in and not only says, with all the rumors floating about, I heard at the Combine, Colts have got to be interested in Derek Carr and the Raiders have got to be interested in sending him to the Colts. That guess what? After all these years of is Carr good enough? Is Carr the guy? Can Carr be the guy? They bring in Josh McDaniels and a new regime, and they are all the way in with him. All the way in with him. We're going to get you Devontae Adams. We're going to get you your old college friend back. And we're going to work. We're going to work. And this is the exact maneuver that wherever he is right now, Al Davis is smiling <laughs> and cackling and saying, throw deep, baby. Just win, baby. Throw deep. Go long. Yes, sir. Go for it. And the AFC West is off the hook. Throw deep, baby. <laughs> uh, it's a little late. I know. Although we'll play a Tom Hanks drop anytime. <laughs> AFC West is insane. Yeah. The new deep end of the pool was NFC West. It's now the AFC West. You can thank Russell Wilson and you could thank Randy Gregory and you could thank Khalil Mack and JC Jackson. And now Devontae Adams. Are you kidding me? And what a plot twist. Because apparently Rodgers knew Adams was not happy. Of course, it's been over a year. Just listen to my colleagues at the NFL Media Group, Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero. Both of them together are saying, this guy on your screen, Devontae Adams, pissed that the Packers didn't give him all that money. And now they finally did. And he's like, too late. Too late. If you'd come to me last year with that, we'd be in good shape. Dream to play as a Raider. Dream to be a Raider. Dream to be Derek Carr. Raider Nation should be out of their skull. Chandler Jones to go hunt down all those other quarterbacks in that division. Russ, Herbert, Mahomes to go with Max Crosby and to put points on the board. Give Derek Carr his favorite receiver he's ever had with all due respect to everyone else and have Waller do his thing and Josh Jacobs do his thing. Build the line with the rest of your draft and off you go. Vegas, baby. Love it. And what a plot twist, again, that Rodgers stays, Adams goes. And again, Rodgers knew when he signed on a dotted line, apparently he knew Adams wasn't happy, thought that at some point he would just come back. And now it's back to square-ish, one-ish. Back in the day with all due respect to, you know, all the receivers that Rodgers played with and won a championship with one year. There was nobody like Devontae Adams in that championship year and the years building up to Adams coming out of Fresno State. You know, good receivers, Pro Bowl-ish receivers. Back to that square one. You're hearing the Packers are saying they're going to be aggressive to try and build up that receiving core. Okay. 
Let's see. I saw a bunch of kids who were speed burning at the combine. I saw a bunch of kids that were good. Or as I tweeted out yesterday in first blush, it's going to be lit when the Packers don't use any of their picks on a receiver like old times. Kind of have to now, right? Like the old days. You kind of have to, you'd think. Or what, Jarvis Landry, one of I mean, these they're, they're, veteran they're, they're, they're guys are out there, Cole Beasley. You know who none of them are? Devontae Adams in 2022 is a 29-year-old becoming a 30-year-old. I understand long of the two, 30-year-old, whatever. None of them's the best receiver in the game, and none of them have the sixth sense with 12 built into their DNA. Nope. You can't just find Devontae Adams at the store, Rich. You can't go get a <laughs> loaf of bread, a carton of milk, and I a stick of Devontae. It can't just, you, you can't believe, and I'm sure <laughs> Packers fans are stunned, and I know they're like, well, they got a one and a two, so they've got, what, four of the first – 59 choices in the draft. That's great. That's great when you're building for the future. Guess what Rodgers didn't want to do and doesn't want to do and has no countenance to doing is building for the future. That's why you're putting everything on a credit card. That's why you're putting everything on the credit card now. Everything about Rodgers signing his contract was all about. It's going to be ugly when he goes. They're going to have to pay the salary cap reaper. I honestly can't believe Rodgers finally stays and Adams is like out. Because while they were mending the Rodgers fence, they let the other fence with Adams apparently fall into disrepair. I don't know. I mean, you could, you have to figure that you can mend fences. Multiple fences. Can't mend both sides of the fence. That were no, I just like there's a there, there, there's a in the Green Bay property that Mike knows so well because he has two of uh, uh, pieces of uh, Green Bay stock. You should be outraged as an owner of the team. Um, <laughs> you know that 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 one fence you know borders. It's the most important fence with Rogers, and then the second most important fence is with Adams. You got to keep the two of them together, right? You talk about Manning to Harrison. You could talk about everything, right? Yeah. Marino to Duper, all those years. Uh, yeah, Montana Duper. to Rice, Rogers to Adams. How many times is just like you need a first down and they just kind of give each other the wink and a nod? First down. The guy's wide open. Like, wait a minute. You don't you know which route he's going to run or which two, three routes he's going to run? You heard Ray Lewis say earlier this week, tremendous behind-the-scenes X's and O inside the game conversation yeah, about him thinking about going against Brady and Peyton Manning. I know what you're going to do. You know I know what you're going to do, and I know that you know that, and you know that I'm going to deliver punishment to whoever you're delivering it to because I know it, and you know I know it, so you got to deliver it on time. That's the game within the game between all-time greats, and Devontae Adams and Rodgers had it. Crazy that that is a development. Crazy. Off the charts, the first week and a half of NFL free agency – what it's the friday after the uh, uh after it all got started right so the it being rumors and conjecture and what have you uh russell wilson was a week and a half ago i know it <laughs> feels like, like months month, ago right? yeah crazy so we're keeping our eye on deshaun watson who's got everything boiled down to the saints and the Falcons, we'll talk about that. And then you knew for a team to make the Watson omelet, somebody's eggs would be broken. And who would have thought it would be Baker Mayfield's? 
and the Browns and Mayfield saying he wants now out, followed up his preemptive, sorry to be seen to be leaving, break up, I'm breaking up with you before you break up with me. Although he has apparently assumed that just even stepping in Watson's direction meant that they were breaking up or he felt so. Well, now he's demanding a trade. Albert Breer an hour number two from the MMQB to discuss that while we keep an eye on whether Watson's making a decision today between the Saints and the Falcons, which is a blood sport rivalry in this league. Whoever he chooses, man, it's going to really add some juice to that rivalry for a long time to come. So we'll discuss that, and we'll also have Shaheen Holloway, who a lot of folks may remember back in the day, a star player at Seton Hall. Now he's the coach of St. Peter's that knocked out Kentucky. He's going to join us in hour number two. TJ's big-ass grab bag involves uh, some of the best moments of NCAA tournament history. What's more likely for this weekend? And we also have J.C. Jackson and you at 844-204-RICH here on The Rich Eisen Show. When we come back, Andrew Whitworth will be here on The Rich Eisen Show in person. And by the way, he's dressed what it looks like to be playing 18 as soon as he's done here. And uh, I don't know what's in his bag. Maybe a Callaway Odyssey, the new Tri-Hot 5K, might be in his bag. Sounds like it. We've been talking about it. The legendary White Hot insert in the new Tri-Hot 5K putter. You've got a classic blade with the forgiveness of a mallet. It sounds nuts, but guess what? Callaway and Odyssey know exactly what they are doing because Odyssey was a number one putter on every major tour in 2021, number one in worldwide wins. In the last 37 major championships across the PGA, LPGA, and Champions Tour, not only did more pros play an Odyssey putter in those majors, but more pros won major championships in 2021. More did that with an Odyssey than anyone else. And you you know Xander Shoffley brought home gold with one last summer. So put it all together, and the innovation and the excitement and the wins are exactly why the best players in the world rely on Odyssey putters when it matters most. See what makes Odyssey the number one putter on tour for yourself at odysseygolf.com. Andrew Whitworth in studio when we come back. Ohio State and Loyola Chicago have tipped. March Madness Friday has begun. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Back here on our terrestrial radio network, all big, one happy family. And I turn to my right right now, and I see not only a Super Bowl champion, I see a Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner. And I'm also genuinely concerned, quite frankly, about my best dad ever title that's right here on the desk. He is Andrew Whitworth. 
back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Good to see you, sir. You too, Rich. Man, it's awesome to be back here in studio, man. Thanks, man. It's awesome. I appreciate that. I know you're eyeing my best dad ever sign. I like that. And I thought that was pretty cool right there. I appreciate that. I got it from my kids. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a little um, jittery right now with you here on this front because uh, the video I saw of you sitting on the turf and you sitting your kids down and telling them dad just played his last game as the confetti's coming down, you're in your uniform. Holy cow, man. That one blew me away, Andrew Whitworth. That That's was a special moment. It was a cool opportunity right there where I had all four of them for just a second, and I realized, hey, I got this little moment. I can kind of just sit with them and, and share kind of what was on my heart and what I was feeling, and they kind of knew it was coming. Sure. Um, but they love football. They love being a part of the Rams organization. They've, you know, they're such big fans of everybody there, and uh, they consider everyone family. So I, I knew it was a good time to sit down with them and just let them understand that this is probably it for me, and – uh, we can still be fans and we can still be involved, but this is kind of the end of that road for me. And I wanted them to know I was committing to to that. Did they? Because I just I know my kids too. Like with confetti coming down, the lights, the music, the game had just ended. Did they really understand what you were telling them? Some of them, even the the younger ones, really understand what Dad was actually expressing. Uh, in that I, you moment know, I think Catherine was probably more interested in hitting me with the confetti. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that was probably the only thing. She's seven. Yeah, that's right. I so gotcha. that's the only thing she really cared about in the moment. But no, she listened. But the boys really, and Sarah, my oldest daughter, um, I think for them it's an emotional roller coaster because they've, they've kind of gone through the age of, I would say like six to nine, it's like you're they're excited and every game's so much fun. And then all of a sudden now, you know, 11, 11, and 10 – they start kind of realizing like this game takes a toll on dad and they see kind of the injuries and they see some of those things. And I think it starts to make them be a little nervous and scared about the game and they lose a little bit of the fun part uh, just because they're a little bit concerned about dad being okay every time he comes home. Yeah, and, and I think that is part of the Brady conversation that I think a lot of people are missing. Yeah, That they just think, well, he just loves the game too damn much or he's so good, of course he's going to keep playing. And... um you got to factor that in, right? I mean, you really you do. I mean, it starts to... to be a little like I know my oldest daughter, Sarah, it got to the point where she didn't even like to even watch anymore. She'd kind of sit in the back of the suite and not pay attention. Cause I think for her, it just became like, I just want, especially after last year with me tearing my PCL and MCL and her kind of seeing that battle and the struggle the was to come back. Out, like you getting carted yeah, off. Yeah, getting carted off. And I think that's always been kind of something that's told on her. And so it's gotten less fun to be at the games and more just she wants the Rams to win and me to be okay. Um, so I think, you know, it's, it's one of those things, look, I've accomplished a lot of things in this game. I've had a lot of great opportunities, had a ton of cool relationships, and I can still be involved in different ways and, and not have to go out there and be on the field necessarily uh, putting myself at risk. So what, what, what's the first thing you did knowing you don't have to be ready for a season? Give me, give me the... Give me the first thing you're like, ah, screw it. I'm going to do this. Uh, you know what? I was actually just talking to Gio Bernard, a former teammate of mine in Cincinnati, yeah. who's with Tampa the last couple of years. And he was saying, you know, uh, just sending me kind of congratulations for retiring. And he goes, but I know you. You're a maniac. You probably worked out today already. And I said, I did, actually. I said, oh, oh, yeah, I'm sitting, I'm getting after it. I've been kind of training, trying to lose some weight. And diets and probably better than I ever have really? uh, yeah you know I just okay it's one of those things you got to find something new to be passionate about so I'm trying to get in shape and get to the point where I can run around play with the kids have some fun and feel a little better about my body and where I'm at so obviously taking some weight off the joints and a little less pressure is going to be helpful with that okay 
All right. I'm impressed by that. Yeah, you know, we got to work. Normally, I just think you would just be, like, loaded up. Like, I've seen some guys who are just loaded up. Just the hell with it, you know? Well, you know, I want to get on the golf course. I want to improve the swing, Rich. I got to okay. get some, you know, a lot of body in the way when you're an O-lineman. You're 6'7", sure. 340. It's a long way down to the ground with Understood. that club, right? So, where, what, what's our game looking like? What do we got here? You know, we're getting down there. You know, I'm probably four or five index, something like that. Come so, on. Oh, yeah. So, I'm, I, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in low this year. I'm shooting for the zero this year. That's the guy. I'm putting it out there. That's okay. my goal. I'm shooting for the zero. I'm going scratch. That's okay. my goal. But, and, um, by the way, I'm very impressed. Uh, another Ram uh, of note who sat in this chair, uh, Marshall Falk, will not tell his handicap in person or out loud. He just that just means he's it. a good better, you know, because he wants to set the Is handicap it? on the right day. Yeah, he wants the candy. Yeah. He wants the candy, and he doesn't want to give out any, uh, any information. So uh, what's the longest you can hit a golf ball? What do you got? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, with my size and, and strength, Correct, uh, yes. hitting it a long ways is not really an issue. I, I can hit it up there with some of the big, you know, drivers on tour, probably, but uh, doesn't mean I hit it straight. You know, they might hit it nine out of times, ten times like that. I hit it two out of ten times like that. Well, so. you just named Bryson DeChambeau's game to its a T, pretty much right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean, sometimes I like hitting out no of the rough. All right, I, I prefer the rough to the fairway. So three, what three bills every time? Oh yeah, oh yeah, with a driver for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't no even doubt. hesitate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Easy. No, I mean, uh, for instance, Sam Burns is a is a is a friend. He yeah. plays on tours. A yes. tremendous player, young yes. guy. And um, I've played with him before. And I mean, I can get close sometimes to his drives. I mean, I'll be up there with him. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't hit it consistently like those guys. So I got a lot of mass to get out of the way. So we got to get leaned out. We got to get like ready it. to go. I got to dial it in, man. I'm attacking the senior tour or something. You know what, what, what's okay. out there? Very good, Andrew Whitworth here. Unrealistic, on... era, you know, expectation. But let's do it. No, who can who can say no? Yeah. I mean, look at that. I mean, honestly, when you guys went through like a three game losing streak this year, everybody thought Rams are toast. That's now look truth. at you. Now look at you right now. That's right. You know, are you coming for Romo right now? Is that what you're doing? Uh, no, I mean, you know, I probably got some years to go before that. But I'm I'm going to put in the work, and we'll see where we end up. That's a yes. That's a yes. That's absolutely that a yes? yes. Okay, very yeah, good. Andrew Whitworth here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, what now? What What do you want to do? You said you want to be part of the game still. How do you want to be part? Like, give me your wish list right now, Andrew. Oh, man, it, you know what? I just, to me, it's I, I love the game of football. I'm not one of those guys that's ever had a dream to run a business or do this other thing that they wanted to get into when they got done with football. I've always wanted to be involved some way, some form, some fashion, and so – it's really uh, a cool thing in the sense that I got a lot of options because of a lot of the things that I've gotten to do in my career and be a part of and right. be successful at. So it's really trying to figure out, is that, you know, do I want to attack, like trying to find a way to be in TV and media or do yes. I want to stay involved in some way with the Rams or other organizations? I mean, I've had a lot of fun people reach out, coaches, GMs, stuff like that, just what I want to do and asking me that question. And then also had some opportunities to talk to some networks. So I'll, uh, I'm going to dive into that and try and figure out what I really think I'll be the most passionate about. I think that's really important to me because I don't ever want to do anything that I'm half-hearted about or I don't really, I'm not sure I want to be where I am. And so I want to make sure it's something I can kind of dive into, be passionate about, and, and want to be great at it. Uh, coaching? Is that? I don't think coaching's going on the table. Why is that? Um, I think really it would be the opposite of what I'm trying to do right now, and that is – for me, I think coaches work a, an extreme amount of hours. I mean, I think that that would kind of take away from what I would want to accomplish, being able to really do what I've done throughout my career and, and devote myself the way I have. I think that takes me away a little bit more from my family, and uh, I think it's tough. I mean, I, I have so much respect for coaches. The, the time it takes for them to do their job and 
really the stress and, and the efforts and all those things, and then also to be away from the family the way they are at certain times. That's a, that's a tough deal, and I got a ton of respect for them and the way they're able to do it. So front office is that what you were saying? Yeah, I mean something like that along that line would be something I'd be very interested in. And like roster building, like that's sort of yeah. Thing? I mean, I've always that's always been a passion. Man. I mean, I've loved like going around the building. Even when I've played, I mean, I go around the building and have those conversations with everybody there, from from training staffs to scouting departments to the GMs and all that. I've always kind of made sure I made my way around the building and, and you know kind of searched out what, how the, all that works and. What their mindset is, how they get to those things. I've always loved it. I've always liked to kind of study teams and rosters and who I think is going to be successful year in, year out. And so um, I think for me, that's a lot of fun. And it's uh, really cool to think of piecing those things together. And uh, it'd be something I'd be interested in for right. sure. Well, I mean, you look, you should just call games, be an analyst, call games because you play it right. You're going to get a pay raise. You see what's going on right now. It's like unbelievable. That. It really I mean, you, is. You could make. I mean, Romo's making more in one year than I think he did um, in like two or three when he was a quarterback. That's wow. That, right that industry has changed so much, and not only that, it's just growing so much. I mean, there's going to be so many different things going on, especially with what Amazon's done and all the different platforms they'll have. Okay. And so, I, hear I you. think it's uh, it's one of those things that you know that industry and all the different networks are growing and getting bigger, and there's all these people getting different shows. So, right. yeah, I mean, that's fun to look at and, and see that landscape and see where you might could fit in it. And so I think for me, it's trying to figure out which one I think I'd really want to be a part of and be passionate about doing. Okay. Uh, Andrew Whitworth here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, Von Miller just signed with the Bills. Give me some insight on what he did with Aaron Donald, because we—I just mentioned—I started this conversation with you about you know how NFL Films picked up your conversation with your family on the ground on the turf with the confetti coming down. You told him that you were retiring, that you heard um, Donald tell Miller that what he meant to Aaron Donald and kind of unlocked. Did he unlock something a little bit in Donald that? or inspire something in Donald that you hadn't seen prior to I think that? really, to me, I th- what I saw Aaron really do is he embraced his voice some as our last half of the season went on. And I thought that was interesting because he's always been a guy who's, you know, without question, the hardest working guy I've ever seen, ever been around, mm-hmm. um, especially with that kind of talent. I thought it was so rare when you match his talent with his, with his work ethic, it was second to nobody. But to see him start to use his voice and to start – kind of uh, bringing guys along with him and, and kind of challenging people to play better, challenging people to play up to an expectation that his defense should have, almost taking that ownership of, like, not only am I the best player on the planet, but I'm going to be one of the best leaders on the planet too. Um, I thought that was a massive step for Aaron Donald and really really something that everyone just been waiting for. They all look up to him so much, um, but he's never been a real vocal guy, and he really took on that role. And I think Vaughn kind of inspired him to be that way, to be like, hey, man, you're the greatest player on the planet. Like, if you want me to do something better, tell me, you know. And and so I think Aaron really took that role on, and I think it was a massive factor for how they played in the playoffs and really the last part of the season uh, was really Aaron taking that next step. I think all great players that play for a long time, you find different ways to grow. And I think for Aaron Donald, he found a way to grow with his voice and being vocal and challenging his guys to step up and play better. So Vaughn basically told Aaron, feel free to challenge me? Is yeah, that feel free to like – Use your voice to challenge your teammates and uh, like we all want to hear from you. You know, I think sometimes you think like I don't want to be the cheesy guy that tells people what to do or, or tries to command people to, to do something a certain way when 
I don't, maybe I hold myself to such a high regard. Sometimes I forget that I set the standard all the time. Right. And so I think for him, it was almost just having those conversations with Vaughn, just play like, hey, man, it's playoff time. Let's play elite because we are elite, but let's also challenge the guys around us to play that way. And I think it really freed him up to be like, you know what? There's nothing wrong with me challenging guys around me. Like, I don't have to say because I didn't get four sacks today and because people don't think I'm the defensive MVP or whatever, they're having this argument. Falling one short of being the defense MVP doesn't mean I can't talk and I can't speak up and challenge guys around me. And I think him almost having that freedom to say, it's okay to challenge guys. It's okay to step up and be vocal and say, hey, this is how we expect to do it. And and I think he really started to do that. And you saw just all those guys like, man, we've been waiting for this. And they loved it. And they and they responded to it. So if his baseline or his base or his floor, for the lack of a better phrase, was what it was when Von Miller came in and said, hey, this is a way you can do it. And then we saw what that meant for Donald in some of the ways that he was literally closing games, like yeah. a closer in baseball, like strike three, game over, drive home safely. It's frightening that his base or floor now is doing what he just did coming back after winning a Super Bowl. That's downright frightening. It really is. If you look at leadership, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can talk about great players and leaders. Right. And some of them perform really well, and then they just kind of are who they are, and they lead by example, and people are like, oh, man, if I could be like this guy, you know, I'd be a good football player, or I'd be good at whatever sport or business we're talking about. But then eventually there's these next steps where you start to make other leaders out of people because you challenge them or you kind of show them a way to become a leader. And then there's like, hey, I make all the people around me better also. And so I think what Aaron Donald really did is he went from one of the greatest defensive players on the planet and probably ever in the history of the game to now, not only that, but I can also make the guys around me play better than they are right now. And they can find a new level for themselves because I'm the person of all people that can challenge them to chase that. And I think that really just is going to be something I'll be interested this year to see him build off of that and how much you'll mean for his group and the people who play defense with him, uh, having him as their vocal leader and not just their example leader. So he's coming back, right? I mean, again, and I hesitate to ask you that question because I know you didn't want anybody talking for you while you had a decision to make over the last few weeks, even though you seemed like you made it within seconds of the Super Bowl ending. But your, is your sense that he's... Uh, I would think so. I mean, you know, watching him work and already knowing the way he's training right now and preparing himself, I would think he'll come back. I mean, obviously, I think there's things to work out there, but um, I think for him, you know, chasing another one uh, is worth it. I mean, I would love to see him do it. I mean, I'd be sad to see him step away from it just because, I mean, like I said, I think he's just continuing to write a legacy of being one of the the best defensive players to ever play this game. So, um, I would love to see him to keep doing it. And they got such a great roster. I mean, they got a lot of really good football players coming back. So uh, they definitely have as good a chance as anybody. You just said they, not we. It's over. Well, I mean, I'm not playing. <laughs> if I'm not wearing the helmet, you know. That's impressive. You know. That was impressive, Andrew. Andrew Whitworth here, a few more minutes left before we send uh, him to the golf course. So we just discussed about how uh, Donald – has progressed and exploded from already a level of being terrific and spectacular. And now we'll see what happens with uh, the confidence that comes with being a Super Bowl champion. How do you think Stafford, how do you think Matthew Stafford will now maybe operate in another way or with a different twist now that all the questions, they have been answered so emphatically. So what do you think he's going to look like now with a ring 
on his finger and that on his resume, do you think? You know, Andrew. I think it's it's one of those things that kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off. And now it's uh, – you look at this last year. I mean, what a tough year that had to be for him. I mean, having been someone who left Cincinnati after 11 years and went through the experience of changing your whole life in one year, your family, everything, him and Kelly are in the same situation. I mean, they have, you know, four little girls and, you yeah. know, moved their entire family to L.A. Um, and – came to all kinds of expectations, a really good football team, a, an environment where you were the best player on your team for a really long time, and everyone used that as an excuse of, hey, you know what, y'all lose, but you just don't have any help. So it's like, all right, now you're with this really good football team, really good culture. Like, you, There's no question you should just win all the time. I mean, people can say that, and you can draw it up on paper, but that's not easy to do. And so he had to go through a wild year of expectation and pressure, and all right, if you're really who you are, and who you say you are and people say you are, then you should be winning with this team. And you think about it, like the pressure that takes to be expected to do something, not have the chance to just prove it, mm-hmm. is a whole lot different. And to do it and then make it all the way and perform maybe the best of your career in the last three or four games of the season and win the Super Bowl, um, I would imagine there's a different swagger that Matthew Stafford, number nine, steps on the field with come September in his first game that says, I know who I am. And I'm excited to build off of it with the guys I already know and I'm already comfortable in this system. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be shocked to see him not play out of his mind next year. That is exciting. It really is. Because, again, um, the way that your, your team, you guys, finished the season, right? And um, the way that it ended where you didn't get that two spot, right? You did wind up waxing Arizona and then we saw – you know, Kyler Murray wanting his contract now. I mean, the, the fallout of that loss was significant for that organization. You got hurt in that one, so you didn't play against Tampa. You had to be out of your mind watching that with no control over it, right? But Stafford making that throw to Cup at the end, honestly, was just a, a moment that you'll look back along with his no-look pass to Cup in the Super Bowl. Those are the two throws that kind of – changed everything and he was the one who he was the one who delivered that cup obviously being on the back end of it too it's yeah incredible. there's no doubt there's you no know? doubt i think yeah i think i was in the fetal position most of the game in like a closet bet, in the tampa game yeah right? uh you know it was great the first half i was excited running around the house and then i spent the last you know probably 20 minutes of the game just hiding in a closet somewhere it's like right. tell my wife to text was, me right what if that was your retirement right? exactly I mean, and so yeah it was wild for for that victory to happen and then the way he performed in the san fran game the last part last half of the game to win the nfc championship and then the super bowl i mean uh you know it's really unbelievable you really draw up the super bowl and you say hey, listen it, you know if you told me hey at one point in the game you're gonna have your third tight end in the game who's really played maybe five snaps all season uh, you're going to only have Cooper Cup and then, you know, lose Odell and then have the opportunity where Van Jefferson's playing on an injured, injured knee that he ended up, you know, have to get taken care of this offseason. And then, you know, Benny Sko is out there playing. Uh, Skronik is playing special teams. And now he's going to play a lot of receiver. And how about Weddle with his, with his Weddle's ha- half a body? It. It's like in Matt, to Matthew to go out there and orchestrate the drive he did yes. in, the, in, the, in that moment. Um, is unbelievable with really their defense the whole plan was to take cooper cup out of the game and to find ways to find him and then also get the ball to other guys in that group to just drive it down the field in six and a half minutes to win a game is is like i said i think there's a different demeanor and attitude that that matthew walks out with next year and says all right i just did that in the biggest moment of my life 
Uh, now it's time to just show who I am and to continue to build the legacy of what a great player I am. Andrew Whitworth, thanks for coming here. Greatly appreciate it. I just uh, want you to know that if you wind up having the best round of your life, don't forget where you were earlier in the day. <laughs> and if you play poorly, um, um, I, I don't remember this conversation. How does that sound? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All credit to the Rich Eisen Show. Thank if you. I play well today... Mm-hmm. And uh, I forgot where I was before I started my round, if not. Welcome to the media. <laughs> if that's your endeavor, you so choose. That's exactly in a nutshell. Credit where it's not really due. Totally ignoring it when you actually should take responsibility. That's the way you... I'm here for Thank you. Thank you for that that's wisdom. what I'm saying. I'm here for you. Good to see you, Andrew Whitworth. Thank Congrats you, on everything for you and your family. So well-deserved. I couldn't be more happy for I you. I appreciate it. It's an honor. You got it. Thank you for even saying that. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show. We will take a look at what else is going on in the rest of the NFL world now that the Rams sit atop it and everybody else is trying to chase them. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good stuff with Andrew Whitworth right there back here on the Rich Eisen Show. So, uh, hey, folks. Mentioned yesterday, right, we talked about Baker Mayfield, that I said that he should ask for a trade to go to the Indianapolis Colts if this is the way he feels. And um, the other way to go is the Browns wanting to put everything back in the tube. Yeah, just put Humpty Dumpty back together again. And apparently they, they attempted to do so. My colleague Tom Palisaro of NFL Network was talking about how the Browns called up Baker after Deshaun Watson informed them, I'm out, you know, and uh, called him up and said, hey, we'd like to come talk to you down in Austin and let's put this thing back together. And his response was too late. I want to trade. I want out of here. And the Browns say they will not accommodate him. And now we are in holdout land. And Baker may, wow. you know, learn the hard way that there is a contract that he has with the Browns, and we'll see how much hardball the Browns care to play with him. And, and I don't blame him for being upset, and I don't blame him for being angry. Um, I also don't blame the Browns for saying we want to stick with you because he is a better option than many other unfortunate options for them. And part of the the old school way to look at it, okay, the old way the old school way to look at it, and I believe my colleague 
David Carr said this on NFL Total Access yesterday on NFL Network is kind of like, you know, stop complaining. It's a privilege to be a starting quarterback in the NFL and you should go play because the old school way of looking at it is you ball out for the Browns. You put yourself in a walk year in a tremendous position to make a ton of money either with the Browns if they shower you with that money or you can start going on the Kirk Cousins way of doing things where you're franchise tagged or you are somebody who can get your way somehow to the open market and make a killing. And you it's you bet on yourself. Bet on yourself, kid. Go out there and bet on yourself. But this is a different NFL where players who don't seemingly have the leverage can get their way out like an NBA player. We're seeing it more and more and more. And it just happened yesterday with Devontae Adams. All the reporting is that he's upset with the Packers. He wanted to play with Derek Carr. He wanted to have a reunion with Derek Carr. I also saw like it was a dream to play for the Raiders. He wanted to live that dream as if, you know, it's a shabby dream to be the highest paid player <laughs> for the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau freaking field, like a, like a, a cathedral, an NFL sure. sports, an American sports cathedral. Sure. But he's lived that dream and so on and so forth. And it's, it's framed as if it was his choice. And the Packers then felt no choice to be otherwise compelled to trade him. But they held the contractual card on him. They had him there. They could have basically said, you shut like old school back in the day when, you know, Javon Walker was pulling this sort of stuff and Brett Favre chimed in. It was like, you're showing up. Otherwise, you don't get paid. That's it. They were trying to pull that stuff with Rodgers last year. And he guess what? The guy who's franchise tagged and Truly, the leverage was his in the fact that I'm not going to show up, withhold my services, and the old school response would have been, great, you don't get paid. We'll see you in training camp. And if you don't, you don't get paid. Now, guess what? He's a Raider with a $141 million contract. So Baker sees that, and he's probably thinking, okay, they have me for one year contractually. I want out. And see what happens. Only problem is he's not the Devontae Adams of quarterbacks. <laughs> and him being traded will not net a first and second rounder in this year's draft. That's his problem, if you will. That the Browns won't turn around and go, all right, you know what? Fine. We'll trade you, we'll get a one and a two, and then we're, we're going to go to work and get somebody who can fill your role just as well, or we've got somebody who is the person who, who's the trigger man who can raise all boats. He's the trigger man, and there aren't many of those. So this is going to be interesting. And if the Browns thought, like, let's put this back together all kumbaya and he'll just he'll just 
he'll fight for us and he's going to be there for us and he won't think all year long that we're not at all giving him a long-term deal. As a matter of fact, he'll forget about the fact that we went to Deshaun Watson. Somebody in the league told Chris Mortensen we wanted an adult at the position and the person we consider as the adult is the somebody who's in all the hot water he's in with all the masseuses he hired. And Mayfield will forget about all that. He's not one of those guys that didn't plant the flag in the middle of Columbus, Ohio. It's a lot of misreading of rooms going on. So how about that for a plot twist? The one quarterback and team whose situation is greatly affected by the Deshaun Watson race is Cleveland's and Baker Mayfield. 